And welcome back to Survivor Hot Takes. It is me, uh, Coach Drew, whose mic, no, not mic, whose camera just went off. Uh, because, of course, it did. But you guys can still hear me. Uh, A.K.A. the Shantham Stander, because... Uh, the Shantham is, I, I, I can't get it out of my head, and I think that most people at this point can't get it out of their heads. Um, I've found myself humming it many a time uh, over the last five weeks, and uh, yeah, it's an anthem I can proudly stand for. Uh, we are joined today by Cindy, who you guys might remember from the Sophie Clark um a win is a win episode. Uh, Cindy, a new hot take uh, for you. So I was trying to go with a hot take for the season. And based on what I've seen on Twitter, I think it's a hot take. But maybe I'm wrong. But I like Sydney. I stand Sydney. Maybe it's because our names are so similar. But I've seen so many people like, oh, she's so full of herself. And I'm like, that's because she deserves it. I think so. I've seen the Sydney hate too. I thought it was just because of like her, like her personal beliefs or, or whatever. It's like, okay, guys, once again, I try not to bring that kind of stuff into the game because if they're fun TV, they're fun TV. I don't um, know her personal beliefs. I didn't pay attention to the preseason. Good. Don't. <laughs> don't. Um, I. Sydney's there for me. I don't. I don't have like a distaste for her like a lot of people on Twitter do, but uh, I, I think she'll be a fun merge character, and then we'll leave around eight. Um, so who who is your winner pick as of right now? Winner pick as of right now is your your personal like who you who you want to win, who you think is going to win. I want Nasir to win. I love Nasir. Nasir makes my heart sing. Um, I feel like Ricard's going to win right now. I think Shan's too obvious of an edit for her to win. And I also think she made a mistake this week that we'll talk about. We'll talk about. Um, but um, I think that that's going to kind of swing things more towards Ricard right now. I And I've, I've stated, I think I stated this after the first episode of the season it's not because of the come on in guys thing, but I'm not a fan of Ricard, and I'm pretty sure it's because everyone was calling Ricard as the winner preseason, and it just kind of annoyed me because it's like, what? Come on, guys. If it ends up being Ricard winning, I'm just assuming that all of these people just looked at spoilers. And I don't want that. I want anyone else to win so that I know that people are just picking Ricard because they liked him and not because they read the spoilers and tried to look cool by like I know you didn't do this, but you know how these these I didn't things. know who anyone was on the cast beforehand. Usually I'm very into the Survivor preseason. Um, but this season I just forgot that there was a preseason because it's been so long since that's happened that it was like, oh. Shit, Survivor's starting. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, going into the episode, we we lose Jeannie. Uh, which we the writing was kind of on the wall after the last episode. But what I really want to talk about is, well, one, this tribe isn't as bad as other tribes that have been annihilated. I like they they haven't been portrayed as a joke. I don't think they are a joke. They just kind of run into a lot of bad luck. So if we were to rank all-time bad tribes, I would say 
I would put this at the top or bottom, depending on how you're ranking it. As far as like, this is probably the best, worst tribe that's ever existed. Um, your opinions on it, it's Ua, right? Yeah, Ua. Okay. Your opinions on Ua. Ua, for a bad tribe, has been doing pretty well, like you said. I mean, there's there's never clown music that I've paid attention to, at least. Um, I think there's too much shantham for clown music. I it, it doesn't feel as much like like on the one hand you have where it's very much felt like Shan is running the tribe, but you haven't had the like and everyone else is being an idiot minus a little bit from JD getting a little messy um, at times, and I just didn't like Brad at all. So I don't. I I think he was annoying. I think he did bad, but that's just because I just didn't like him on TV. Brad um, was a fun pre-merge character that we all knew was going early. See, I, I think I like picked him to go first. Sarah was my original winner pick, like preseason. So I was like, Abraham Brad, was mine. So I was like, Brad's dead to me. Like I want nothing to do with him. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I think like in comparison to like you know Matt Singh as the the shining example to me as like the worst tribe possible. Um, I I think I think they're doing pretty well. Yeah, and they just kind of run into a lot of bad luck. And I and honestly, I haven't seen much Uai hate on on Twitter. I don't think that anyone has really dragged them uh, because I think that most people do see uh, Shannon Ricard as the two dominant players in the game anyway, despite the fact that they're on a shit tribe. They were on a shit tribe. Um, and I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see how they navigate whatever happens next. Because we're all assuming that, I mean, based off of the preview, it's not going to be a merge, but something else. Now, what that could be, it could be like what they did in Fiji. It could be um, what they did in Philippines. Um but I think that no matter what happens, we won't see either one of them going home this episode. Uh, I think that's a pretty fair bet uh, at this point. Um, so going off of that, do you think they made the right decision? Do you think that, you know, Shan made the right decision? Do you think Ricard made the right decision? Or do you think that one of them may have screwed up? I think that Ricard made the right decision because I think he can throw Shan under the bus whenever he feels like he needs to. Shan, I think the moment you have that fight with Ricard on the beach where you're asking for your extra vote back and he's like, try trusting me instead. And you're like, doesn't compute. Give me the vote. That, that should, that should to Ricard be a signal. You are not Shan yeah. number one. She does not trust you. Like, throw her under the bus when you need to. And Shan should know that's not trust you can get back. Like, he just saw you do that with JD. Even if you don't vote exactly, him out yeah. here, he's going to have a grudge. She tried to dip her hand. She tried to go to the well too many times with that. Like, yeah, she got JD with it last week. Cool. I feel like Ricard is a smarter player. And, yeah, Shan's a smart player, but... I don't see Ricard falling for that. And I'm, I mean, I wasn't excited that he didn't fall for it. I, I kind of wanted him to, uh, but I was surprised that she tried to pull that, that early after getting rid of JD, after pulling the same thing with JD. And I think he mentions that it's like, Oh yeah. Like, didn't you 
didn't we just do this like, a couple days ago? And Yeah, but like, trust me on this one. I'm not actually going to screw you. It's like... This time different. <laughs> it's going to be different this time. <laughs> okay, so based off of that, other than the fact that she went to Ricard with that, do you... Is that the only reason you think that she made the, the I, wrong I choice? think that after that, you have to vote Ricard off. Okay. Because once you've broken that trust, Ricard has so much detail on the crap you pulled on your original tribe that was pretty sketchy. And now he knows not to trust you. So to me, that means you have to get rid of him. I mean, ideally, I think if she hadn't done that, she did the right thing by getting rid of Jeannie. But the moment that she did that, that just breaks so much trust, in my opinion, that's never coming back. That go with the person who, to my knowledge, has been, like, loyal to Shan. Like, yeah, yeah she's she's not done anything I, wrong. I, up until this, I thought they were number one. I mean, they probably still are number one, so they have to be. Um, but up to that point, I thought, oh, okay, yeah, they just trust each other 100%. Like there's not a doubt in either one of them's mind, and then when that happened, it's like, okay, yeah, that. And I, so like I said, I think the writing was on the wall when it came to Jeannie. I think that pretty much everyone had kind of expected her to go. The road to how she goes, though, is, and we talked about this before we got on the air. This was probably, if not my favorite, my second favorite episode of the season, mainly because I think when we look back on this like five years from now or whatever it is. The the Nasir moment at the challenge will like be looked at as you know like the Wentworth does not count moments like that um, as one of those big survivor moments and the way that they framed it and the way that they um, edited it was perfect <laughs> and I think that at that moment I was like all right Nasir has to win I like I don't care about anyone else here I just want Nasir to win everything and then you know getting the backstory you know about his daughter helping him and all like oh my gosh it was it was too much um but i cried i cried i did i didn't i got uh what's the word i welled up um (laughs) but what i wanted to ask is do you think that us getting all of these moments from nasir is just trying to set us up for his inevitable merge boot or whatever the case is. I'm just, you I'm just asking. Boot back. I'm just asking. That is not, just asking. That is um, okay. I think it is. Uh, I, I, I don't think this year gets to the end. Like I, I do think that they are leading us to heartbreak, but not a fucking merge boot. Not that soon. I am thinking more robbed oh, in the final four fire making challenge that they made. Should have gotten rid of while we're doing a new, a new survivor. Let's get rid of what doesn't work. Um, but yeah, I I think that Nasir is going um at some point. My boy, he's just he's the absolute he's absolutely the hero of the season up to this point. Um, and I'm interested to see the Nasir Shan dynamic if it ever occurs. I would assume it does. I think they probably have one or two more boots before they merge. Um, and I'm interested to see how they interact with each other. Um, same thing with Ricard. Um, so somehow I'm going to segue from that to something that I know that you wanted to talk about. And, um, so I thought, so 
uh, before we get to it, I honestly thought it was a, a joke. I think Chrissy from HHH posted something about how they keep changing their clothes on Twitter, and I just thought, oh, I haven't noticed, but cool, whatever. And then, you know, last night I went and looked more and more into it, and it seems like a lot of people are upset at the fact that they have, it looks like, an infinite amount of clothes, or at least, like, more than one pair. Uh, so outfits is, is the go-to. Wow. Yeah. So, you have the floor. Uh, <laughs> opinions. I'm all on. for it. I think everyone complaining is stupid. Um, I, I mean, I think going way back to Purple Kelly, everyone who knows the story of Purple Kelly knows that she quit because she was cold. And to go from someone legitimately quitting your game because they're so miserable and cold because you're just having them sit around in their underwear and their sleazy little tank tops, you'd think they would immediately be like, okay, let's let people have jackets or, you know, just whatever. And then we go into the whole, like, 30s seasons where they're like, no swimsuits either. You get to see, like, Chris Underwood in full form in his underwear and that gif is never leaving the world like let's let's why this is a children's show can't we just like it's not a children's show it is a family well, show have you played survivor game within a game it's a children's show that well no, i think that jeff made that like jeff specifically said this is for the kids but I think that the show, that's for the kids to, like, occupy their time. As if, when we were kids watching the show, we needed that. Like, we, I've said this many times on here, Survivor taught me how to be an adult, basically. So, from the age of 9 or 10. So, the kids don't need you to coddle them. Just show them what's actually going on. Um, but there so, are children but, watching, and we don't sure, need yeah. to see everyone's everything. People can have swimsuits. People can have multiple outfits. Things get dirty and smelly. You're on an island. I don't get any enjoyment watching someone in dirty underwear walking around. Like, I'm sorry. If that's what you're into, you can find it on the internet. Like, yeah. you don't Go watch old seasons of Survivor. Yeah, like, I watch Survivor for a social strategic game. I don't see how there's any difference between someone with five outfits stranded on an island being told to vote out their other contestants for a million dollars and someone in their dirty underwear doing that also you know yeast infections are a thing utis are a thing like just health wise let's let's give them a break let's Stay give them multiple outfits and moreover you get to see more personality when you get to see more outfits like, Evie has a very distinct style that if they were limited to just one outfit, we wouldn't really get the full, like, scope of. So a lot of people like to judge people on fashion. That's how they express themselves. We're trying to get to know these players. Let them express themselves. I agree. And, and I'll say that anyone complaining saying, oh, yeah, it's not real Survivor because they have too many pairs of clothes. I, the clothes really has nothing to do with Oh, shoot. Did you see that? Uh, really have nothing to do with anything. And when I say, what I mean by that is, let's say, yeah, they have five pairs of clothes. They're still washing their clothes in relatively dirty water. 
Uh, you know, these clothes aren't clean, clean. I understand that these people want them to be dirty all the time because of reasons, but um, they, they, it's not like they're living in luxury. They just have more clothes uh, on. And, and, I, and yes, I understand that, you know, this is one of the, these are one of the changes that they made to the show um, for whatever reason. And I don't think that it, once again, I don't think that it hinders the show or makes it less than because now they have more clothes. Just like I, same thing with the, the amount of days, just the same thing with the, you know, the phrasing of come on in. All of these things are, have nothing to do with the actual game. I, you know, I understand that, you know, less days people are, you know, but they're still playing the game. They're still playing it hard and they're just playing it in a shorter amount of time. Um, my you biggest thing is always, rice as well. Yeah, exactly. No Flint and all. Yeah. I, I think my thing, my biggest thing, my biggest gripe with this season, probably any season going forward will always be the amount of advantages because that does impact the game. Uh, and, I'm thankful, and I mentioned this last week, I am thankful that people are starting to agree with me that there are just way too many advantages because, you know, we both have played online games and there's a lot of um, a lot of games that do put a lot of advantages in their games, and I always sit there saying, oh, well, I don't need them, you know. If I'm going to get to the end, I'm going to get it to the end because of, you know, people like me or like me enough. Um and it never works out, but I am a very big advocate for anti-advantages. And for the longest time, people thought I was crazy. Now it seems like, oh, um, I think that the, uh, what's what's the newest one they just introduced last week? Um, the, the knowledge is power. The, yeah, where you have to, you can't lie. Which I do think is kind of bullshit. Because a part of a, part of a social strategic game is lying. And, you know, if you have an advantage where, oh, you can't lie to me now, it's like, okay, well, but I also still don't think that it's the worst advantage that's ever existed. And that'll always be a lot of people despise it. I think in a season where people have to announce to everyone, hey, I have an idol, even if it is through these weird phrases, maybe those two shouldn't be in the same season because you literally know they said the things. So I don't agree with it in this particular season. I think in other seasons, I kind of don't mind it that much. It it means keep your shit secret. Like so going off of that in real time every time specifically Xander has to say his broccoli phrase. Um butterfly phrase. Oh yeah, who who's who's broccoli? Who's broccoli? Shan. Shan and okay. Brad. Okay, um, in real time, do you think people probably picked up on it after the first time? Like, there is something going, like, even if they don't know about the advantage, do you feel like people are like, okay, this is definitely something, or do you think that the people that don't know just are still oblivious to the fact that these people are obviously talking to each other? So I think Xander did a great time the first time. Like, I don't think anyone knew that time except all the people that he told, which I feel like was practically his entire tribe. Um, And then the second time, I feel like people, like, that's got to bring something for you. And then to have Brad completely fumble the broccoli thing and, 
you're it's, like that didn't sound anything close to natural and then immediately after you've got xander repeating this butterfly thing and then you've got shan also talking about broccoli being trees and if at that point you don't get it like i don't think you i don't think you should be on survivor <laughs> like i don't yeah. i don't get how you wouldn't get it at that point at that point i think everyone on both ua and orange tribe all knew and i think deshaun knew on blue so i'm guessing most of blue knows um yeah, I, think, I think at this point everyone i think to. everyone knows um, and and it's oh well maybe so i say that but do we know that people in the sears tribe know so we don't know people on Nasir's tribe know from Nasir or from Deshaun, but I think we know Deshaun knows from when he was on Advantage Island with someone earlier. I don't remember. I tuned out um, a little bit that episode because it was an Advantage Island and I didn't care. That's fair. Uh, and, you know, going off of that, and my other, uh, whenever they speak these phrases at Tribal, I'm usually, you know, at home. Uh, in bed, and I don't cringe often, but I have literally hidden myself under the covers because of how cringy it's gotten to, at this point. And and that's another thing that that's another knock on this. Like I I, I am enjoying this season. I am, but the cringiness of this season is like an all time high in terms of Survivor. Uh, with that, you know, with Jeff, you know, breaking character and talking to us. <laughs> And, Please never break the fourth wall again, Jeff. It makes me so uncomfortable. Jeff is literally the person into tribal council. Spent, it's like, yes, we know, Jeff. He spent so long in quarantine that he said, I don't remember how to do my job, but I think this is the way to do it better. And it's not. It's not. Just remember how you used to do it and go back to never speaking to me. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and I think that that's what's ultimately... Well, I mean, for all we know, they could stop doing that. Did you know in the game within a game, after every, like, little puzzle thing you solve, Jeff talks to you? No, because I haven't done the game within the game. <laughs> I haven't either. I learned that from a podcast, and I was like, I hate it so much. Oh, my God. Oh, here's me hiding this advantage. Oh, Jeff, you <laughs> sneaky scamp. I don't um, mind the hiding the advantage as much. I think it's cute to know where the advantages are, because we got that nice little scene where someone's like, it's right and you're like it's right there and like that was fine that i was loved fine. it in the premiere because yeah. in the premiere literally anything could have happened in the premiere i've been like that's awesome i love all of this um but you know every time it's happened since then it's like okay oh. jeff that, oh. we don't need to do this anymore um and i and what i was saying was i think that's what's going to ultimately hinder the season like i feel like this could probably end up being a top 20 season probably um, but I think that what's going to stop it is they just kind of threw everything at us at the same time this season and didn't try to build off of like, okay, we're going to introduce this advantage this season and go from there. They just kind of said, Hey, here's everything. And here's me talking to the camera and here's, you know, the game within the game and we're throwing it all at you and uh, have fun the next couple seasons. And, and I'm hoping that, because we haven't even seen the um, the uh, shot in the dark um, ad advantage t thing used yet. 
And what I'm afraid of is that it's going to be overused once the merge happens to the point where people are just like, oh, well, of course this person's going to do that. And that scares me. I think this merge is going to be awesome because of the characters that we have left. Like, for the most part, you know, minus two who have gotten zero screen time. Um, everyone's a fun character. Uh, but I'm just afraid that it's going to become an advantage heavy type merge and uh, not the best. Yeah, I mean, there's so many advantages out there already. And I imagine they're not going to stop introducing them since it's been almost an advantage an episode gets introduced. Um, if not more, if you're counting idols as advantages. Yeah. I like the idea of the shot in the dark if you don't also have idols. I think idols or shot in the dark, maybe not both, yeah. don't really need that. Um, and then just, just fewer in general. I like the, I like that sometimes these advantages are making you give something up rather than just like benefit. That's a cool thing. You can use that for like one extra vote and then don't introduce like eight more. Like I'm fine with that, but just, it needs to pare down. Yeah. And I think that they'll, they'll hopefully they'll see the I won't say backlash because it hasn't been like an overwhelming backlash but I hope they'll see what people are saying and kind of adjust from there you know the original immunity idol was the super idol and you know it changed based off I won't say based off of how the fans reacted but they changed it and I'm hoping even with the the beware advantage the beware advantage yeah I like the concept of it. I just think that they went about this all wrong by continually having people say this phrase over and over again. It's like, okay, I get it. Please don't show this to us. Please don't show this to us anymore. I can't do it. Um, So as we wrap things up, uh, any final thoughts on this episode and where you think the season is going, you know, especially tomorrow uh, with, the new episode. Do you, what do you think is going to happen uh, based off of what we were shown in the trailer of preview? I am kind of very confused because I've heard that it's like not something we've seen before that they're doing with whatever they're doing with the drop your buffs. So I'm not sure what that particularly means. My thought just um, in, in my little crackheaded brain is just that I really want to see Real Survivor do a demerge eventually. So I I think it's a fake merge. Not a fake merge. I think he's going to be like, look, you're merged for a couple rounds and then and then you're not again. Um, and everyone's like, haha, what? Um, that's sort of where I think it's going. Um, but I don't know. I assume Erica and Heather are leaving soon. That's, I can't imagine that people with that little edit are are making it too much oh. further, but I've been wrong about that before. I'm very bad at reading edits. Yeah, I, I try to avoid doing that. And it's hard because in the however many months we had of not watching Survivor, all you do is just look up Survivor stuff. It's like, oh, look, there's a there's this thing called a winner edit. And this is how you figure out who's going to win. It's like, uh... Okay, so now I am convinced that like Shannon and Nasir are going to win based off of what the internet has taught me about 
how to do it, even though I'm purposely trying to avoid reading edits, you know, because I think it's silly. Just watch it. Just go along for the ride. Um, I'm all about going along for the ride exactly. and then listening to people that don't talk about edits talk about the show because I don't like listening to people who talk about edits talk about the show unless it's just like, do Erica and Heather exist? Exactly. That's yes. an acceptable like speaking Because they don't. It. They don't exist. It makes me very um, sad. Every, every week, Erica tweets something about like, will I get screen time this week? Stay tuned to find out. And I'm just like, like, imagine... Um, you like have your time in the sun. You're finally cast on Survivor, and then no one sees you. You're like, "Hey guys, come watch my show with me," and they're like, "Are you sure this is your show? Because you're Are not you sure in, you're it. in it." Did you make this up? Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, wrapping things up. I I am firmly, and I've said this for two weeks in a row now. So I'm assuming that it's just going to stay that way until they get voted out. But Shan is now my winner pick until she gets voted out at like eight. And then it'll probably become, I don't know, Heather. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tiffany. It'll probably become Tiffany. I love Tiffany. We haven't talked about Tiffany. I love Tiffany. Um, I loved Tiffany's face when Xander was lying to her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, uh, I'm a teacher. Like, that's, that's what I do. It's like, yeah, that's... Yeah. She's spot on. Uh, and Xander being the worst liar ever. It's like, oh, I thought I thought she said you found it today. It's like, oh, um, I just... Did I say today? I meant... said that. Um, I have Tourette's. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Cindy, I want to thank you for coming on again. Uh, hopefully we can have you back at some point before the end of the season um, to discuss how wrong our went... So... Your winner pick now is who? Ricard. Ricard. Okay. So see how both how wrong both of our picks are. Um, the only because... winner pick I've ever gotten wrong midway through a season, Chris Underwood. I mean, that's... I guessed him at merge. That's okay. Uh, so let's hope that it's not Ricard. I really, <laughs> just, don't want Ricard. I really just don't want Ricard to win. Uh, and nothing. It's nothing personal against Ricard. Um, I just don't want him to win. You follow uh, hard on Twitter. Do you see? I his, do. His mom's texts are so. I cool. did. That was very wholesome. I did like that. He seems like a fun guy. Like whatever, leads a very exciting life. I was on a plane over the weekend. I was hoping I would run into him, but, uh, <laughs> but I was also hoping I was running into T Bird because I flew down to Atlanta, uh, but. Did you Please. fly Delta? I flew Delta down, yeah. There you go. Uh, but I flew United back. Um, so, in summation, I, uh, I'm i really excited for this episode. If it, uh, I'm hoping that it's just an, another episode in a two-episode series right now of great episodes. Um, if not, you know, the merge episode would be coming next weekend, hopefully, or next week, hopefully. And merge episodes are usually amazing. Uh, so, yes, Cindy... Thank you once again for coming on. Uh, we will do it again soon. And for everyone else, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, we'll see y'all on the other side.